Hello and welcome to a brand new episode brought to you on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. If you want to see more shows, eh, check out foureyedradio.com, eh? Sorry about that. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Now, do I sound okay? Yeah, you sound fine. So do you. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> oh my god. An account just followed me on Twitter. You know the is Dino Supercharge out yet Twitter? Uh, yeah. Someone just made an account called Is Kiva Out Yet? Letting people know if SSH Figures Common Rare Kiva is out each day. We should make an account Is Ranger Command Power Hour unmuted on Twitter yet? Holy <laughs> f- <laughs> That was all I could do for two more years. Peace out. <laughs> Doug. Doug, is, Doug is good peoples. Doug, we need you. Doug. Please don't be on call or away from your apartment. Uh, ba, 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 stronger than before. Zio Red 93. Whew, now I'm getting hot in here. Whew. I'm fanning myself like a southern lady. <laughs> oh. I do believe I'm getting the vapors. <laughs> I do declare. Oh, Mr. Man. <laughs> Why, Colonel? Uh. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those nights. Uh-huh. And then you're adding more people into this? Yeah, they like money. I mean, that freaking Tokuger f- 40 key set. I want... <laughs> That needs to be the name. <laughs> Just that f- Tokyo set. set. 40 key set. <laughs> Done. Tokyo <laughs> key set. And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. It's morphing time! Ha! Today on the Power Hour, Episode 76, Rangers Review, Back from Hiatus, Power Rangers Dino Supercharge, Episodes 9 and 10, recorded on August 31st, 2016. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Send a ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. Today we have three special guest co-hosts. First, we've got Kevin, a.k.a. ZioRed93, on Twitter. Say hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and with that laugh, you can tell that we have Doug, a.k.a. <laughs> Doug Washington. That's my laugh. <laughs> and also first to the show, like Kevin, we have another K-named person. We've got Ken, a.k.a. on Twitter, at the Ken Glenn. Uh, my name rhymes. What's up? <laughs> what is up? It's great to have you guys on the show. Thank you for uh, filling in for AP at such short notice. Thanks uh, for having us. Yeah, no, no problem. problem. So today's <laughs> episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. All right, so we've got some news to talk about. First off... Speaking of books. Yes, yeah, speaking of books, we have the Power Rangers 
Ultimate Visual History. This was a title that uh, came up on Amazon and people were very interested in seeing what this was all about because it's touted to have behind the scenes information and pictures, uh, including the new movie that's coming out. It was originally scheduled for February 2017 or March, literally like a week before the movie. But now they have pushed it back to October 12th, 2017, which is a little bit of a bummer. But hopefully that means they're putting more quality and more research into this book because I am very interested in this thing. I'm wondering if now they'll include, like, pre-Ninja Steel stuff. Like, if they'll add in, oh, here's how we decided we were going to adapt Ninja Steel. Here's some concept art for that show. Yeah, that would be amazing because by October, they would have already been done filming both seasons. So maybe Mm -hmm. they can do, like, a, ooh, here's a preview of Ninja Super Steel or whatever the hell they decide to call it. So, (laughs) yeah, should be good. Next up, Power Rangers has celebrated 23-year anniversary on August 28th. Yeah. Saban Brand sent out this picture to the Power Force 23 years. Did you guys do anything (laughs) special to celebrate 23 years of Power Rangers? Did you watch any episodes? Nope. Um, (laughs) I've been watching. I'm on the the weird part of like season two MMPR where it's all the weird voiceovers and it's like the back of Jason's head and stuff all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, all right, I'll watch something. Yeah, I'll watch some Power Rangers today. And I started watching that and just got like super bummed out. So I just uh, went to Walmart and bought a toy. (laughs) (laughs) So you needed toy therapy after seeing the back of not Jason's head. Yeah. And then like the... (laughs) Oh right, like the the voice, the weird voiceover, it's like what's that? All that weird stuff, and then every time I just want to like fast forward those five episodes and just get to the power transfer. It's like, all right, okay, give me Rocky, let's do this. I'm ready to do it. Let's go. All right, let's do it, guys. <laughs> We're gonna get it. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then even Trini's like, all right. It's like, whoa. She's wait. like, it's okay, guys. It's me, Trini. I'm like. <laughs> And then obviously, what was Zach's cousin's name or whatever? It's obviously that Ricky. dude doing it. Curtis. 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 Yeah, yeah. It's obviously mm-hmm. Curtis. Like, hey, you're his cousin. Get in here. Do this voice. <laughs> Just say like, yeah. And, oh, yeah. A lot. He's like, all right, man. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> not a very uplifting 23rd anniversary. No, story it's not. <laughs> that would have been nice if it kind of um, coincided on a Saturday with a new episode, but it was Sunday. It was still the weekend. So Kevin, my favorite season is jungle fury. So I watched, I think two discs of the jungle fury complete season set that shout put out. I binged jungle fury when I came back from Morphicon because I was on such a hype for meeting the two cast members that were there. And then I started lost galaxy and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back and watch more jungle fury because <laughs> you can never have too much jungle fury. That's one and, I have to rewatch. Uh, I love, I love it. It's really good on a rewatch. I felt they do so many different things. I like how the end battle of jungle fury. Isn't this all huge takeover and the command centers are getting destroyed and stuff like that. It takes a different approach. Just like jungle fury in general is a different approach to power rangers which is why I like it so much. But I did that and I played with Ranger Keys, my many Ranger Keys. That's about it. Nice. Zach, anything or just whatever? Not in particular. I have my Deca Break Brace Throttle here and I have been playing with that more. Like I put fresh batteries in it the other day and I was just like, oh man, this is my favorite toy and I've just been like wearing it while I'm playing video games or whatever just because I'm a nerd. No, oh, that's <laughs> awesome. And then next in news, we've got some actor news going on. First off, have any of you guys read any Valiant characters, I guess they're a comic book company. Exo, Man of War, Bloodshot, any of these? Nah, I mainly stuck to the major two. 
Well, here's some Jason David Frank news. He Whoops. is going to appear in Ninjack, which is a live-action web series, and this is via uh, Bleeding Cool News. The web series is being produced by Valiant and directed by Bat in the Sun, the same YouTube channel that does the superpower beatdown shows, and which Jason David Frank has appeared. It will run six to eight episodes and will follow a superhero, I guess, called Ninjack, as he is on the run and fighting various major Valiant characters including Exo Man of War, Faith, Bloodshot, Time Walker, Eternal Warrior, and one of their most newest characters, Savage. So based on tweets being exchanged by Valiant CEO Dinesh Shamdasani and some of the assumed principal cast members, it seems safe to say the series will feature Power Rangers Jason David Frank and former WWE superstar John Morrison. Morrison has worked on Band the Sun before, appearing as the Winter Soldier in their recent Nightwing vs. Winter Soldier video from about three weeks ago. They've been working hard on development for this project for some months. Reports say that filming is already underway at several locations in Los Angeles with Band the Sun, Valiant production team members, and cast having being cited. The series being shot one episode at a time and expected that the series will be officially announced at New York Comic Con starting October 6th. Ooh, was Ninjax Intor's brother? Like, rejected <laughs> brother wasn't in Power Rangers? <laughs> I just... I just picture Ninja getting mugged or something, and he creates the Ninja device. <laughs> so other people don't get mugged, anyways. I just think of Ninjask, the Pokemon. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> look at you. That's all I have to say. That's all. I, I was excited. That was an excited noise. I didn't have good words. Oh. <laughs> so, was there any other news that you guys wanted to talk about that happened recently in the fandom? They did show all those pictures of the Gokai changes in the 1099 episode in 2000 that they're changing into Go Busters, Kyojuger, Tokyuger, Ninja. We covered that they were doing a 2000 episode, but that was before the scans came out. I'm I'm really excited about all the different form changes. I love Gokaiger's transformation gimmick. So to see that with some of the newer teams is going to be pretty sweet. And like we reported on our last show, I'm glad that they're doing an updated Gokaiger ending theme with the new teams. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be really awesome. How long do you think they'll do that? Do you I think mean, they'll just keep updating it every five years until like one day it's like two hours long or something? <laughs> <laughs> one can hope. <laughs> well, I, I, you get a 90-year-old Captain Marvelous out there dancing to... <laughs> well, way back when, I thought they would do another Mobirates in a couple years. And I don't know who posted it on Twitter, but there was a picture of a Mobirates with a bunch of Ranger keys. And I don't know if it's like a redo or just this is something from the past, but we might be getting another Mobirates, apparently. Uh, Yeah, I'm totally down, especially if they can recognize the new keys. The problem is with some of the newer key sets, the premium sets, is that they all use the same key cut. So it's going to be difficult for them to separate what it is, unless they just include the five new reds to just unlock those new sounds. I'd be fine with that if they just did like Gokai Red through Duo Eagle. And then maybe throw in the whale form for Duo Red and just have those keys be special. Yeah, because the first <laughs> mobile rates came with three red keys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. So I think they could do the same thing, just if it's going to be a premium, just include the five new reds. 
just so you can at least unlock their sounds. And since you can use the programmable buns for anything now, not just like the holidays or whatever, maybe they could program in the rest of the sounds. That would be cool. I think we're going to find out a lot more after these two episodes air. So we should find out a lot in September, hopefully. Either way, I'm going to be spending a lot of money. Hopefully. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm going to buy Ranger Keys until I'm dead, or until they stop making them. I'll be in my casket at my funeral, and they'll just be dumping my <laughs> Ranger Keys in the basket with me. <laughs> just encase me in, like, a clear box and just dump all of my Ranger Key collection in there. You could get a casket that looks like a treasure chest. <laughs> oh my god. Just go from there, and then in your will, post-mortem, you could be like, all of my insurance money and everything, I want to buy every new set as they come out and just dump <laughs> them in the grave. Just keep going, man. Don't give up. <laughs> you, you know, they say you can't take your toys with you after you go, but damn well, I'm gonna make that happen. <laughs> See, I would do some really, I would do some really trolly stuff and write in a will and have it say, whosoever finds where I am buried, there is my my greatest treasure and they'll come and like oh, I'm, I'm digging it up but there's gonna be gold and jewels and riches and what is this plastic <laughs> i'm gonna scatter my ranger keys across the earth and have like five of my grandchildren go find them one at a time they're like i don't know why grandpa liked all this power ranger shit, but whatever for a second, I was just imagining, like, you said my ranger keys, and I was thinking about ranger keys that look like you from different parts of your life. You just scatter them across the earth or whatever. Like, that'd be weird. Like, here's a plastic key of my, like, toddler grandpa. This is awesome. Here he is when he was 60. That's great. Eric Berry's greatest powers, the ranger keys of himself. That's weird. Anyway. Let's get into our main topic, where we will review Power Rangers Dino Supercharge, Episodes 9 and 10. We are back from hiatus, and we come back to the hiatus with Besties Forever, Episode 9 of the series. Just to give a quick rundown, the episode opens up with the male rangers meeting Aaron, a longtime friend of Shelby's, and immediately the boys take a liking to her. Aaron reminisces about their time in kindergarten where Shelby invented a song about dinosaurs, which she took credit for. Later, the seven are seen walking through the park when they bump into a spike ball holding a large bag of stolen groceries. Quickly shooing Aaron away, the rangers morph and battle it out, destroying the groceries in the process. With a combined dinomorpher blast... The spike ball is destroyed, sending its club flying. Aaron picks it up, and not long before a news reporter comes in. Caught up in the moment, Aaron calls herself the Pink Ranger. Back at the crash ship, Heckle is furious that his cookie doesn't taste like cinnamon. The chef, Halfbake, tries to tell him that he sent out a spike ball to get some, but it hasn't returned. At this point, Halfbake asks if he can take a turn in capturing the Energems. Heckle and Wrench start laughing, and as a joke, Wrench asks what his plan is to destroy the Rangers. Half-Bakes' reply is to simply destroy the Rangers, which causes the duo to laugh even more. Infuriated, Half-Bake decides to leave the ship, only to be caught by Wrench. After a struggle, Half-Bake jams a live wire into Wrench's back, causing him to short-circuit and buying Half-Bake time to escape. Seeing the news report, Shelby is incredibly disappointed in Aaron, once again taking credit for someone else's work. Her intent on speaking with her is cut short by Aaron's arrival. Shelby tries to talk to her in the kitchen when her phone goes off, revealing that Aaron gave Shelby's number to a reporter as her phone is dying. So trying to get her mind off things, Shelby goes down into the base, 
where Kendall has begun construction of the Dino-X Charger, which will increase the power of the Victory Charger by adding gold, aqua, graphite, purple, and eventually the silver Energem. However, this process is interrupted by the arrival of Halfbake, who politely asks a police officer where he can find the Rangers. While Aaron dodges a mob of fans, the Rangers fight Halfbake. Wrench comes in stronger than ever thanks to the shock he received, and he's really pissed off at Halfbake for electrocuting him. Chase <laughs> tries to fight him while the others do battle with Halfbake. However, Wrench overloads, causing a massive explosion. Once the Rangers battle it out, they head back to their base while Aaron talks to reporters again. Unfortunately for her, Halfbake believes Aaron's claims of being the Pink Ranger and kidnaps her on live broadcast. So at the base, Shelby is upset over Aaron's attitude, and Keeper reminds her that if she wants Aaron to change, Shelby has to be honest with Aaron. At this point, Aaron's kidnapping is revealed to the Rangers. Remembering Aaron still has her phone, Shelby uses it to track Aaron and Halfbake to the sewers. Halfbake now has Aaron in a large pastry dough, where her pleas go on deaf ears, as Halfbake is convinced she is the Pink Ranger. The real Rangers show up and free Aaron, who escapes. Tyler switches to supercharge mode, and the Rangers destroy Halfbake with the victory maximum finish. Heckle orders the Magna Beam to be fired, and Chase and Ivan summon their Zords, creating the Terra Charge Megazord para formation. The Raptors make quick work of the Chef with the Megazord's blaster power. Back at the cafe, Shelby learns that Aaron has come clean about not being a Ranger. Much to the Rangers' collective surprise, Aaron comes to the cafe and apologizes to Shelby in person for her actions. She then gives a long overdue credit for the creation of the Triceratops song, and everyone sings it. All right. <laughs> that song has to be the worst thing in a while from Power Rangers. Who's trying to take credit for that anyway? Like, what's wrong with her? That's the funny thing. In the episode, Shelby's like, nope, no, let's not do that. So she clearly recognizes that it's pretty juvenile. But then she's just singing along with everyone else. I long for the days of Emma Lahana (laughs) and her guitar. Amen. (laughs) So how is life like a Triceratops? And how does that make me love you a Triceralot? I'm confused. The context is all screwy with this song. See, personally, I always thought life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go over the things we did like. I really liked Halfbake as a monster. He was humorous. It kind of reminded me back of the old school MMPR monsters that interacted more with civilians. It reminded me of when Goldar and Rito were the jokey villains of season three. I really liked Halfbake being polite to a police officer asking where the Rangers are. All he wanted <laughs> to do was prove his worth to Heckle. And he really didn't care about hurting civilians or anyone like that. He just wanted to destroy some Rangers. And so I, I thought as a character, it was pretty funny. What do you guys think? I really like this episode, if only because... I mean, it has nothing to do with anything else that's happening in the show right now, but it was fun and it felt, like you said, a little bit older. It felt like an old episode of Power Rangers. Yeah. And that it was kind of dumb, but funny and like sort of cute and weird. Uh-huh. My only real problem with this episode, besides that horrible song, is that we just had an episode like this in the first season of Megaforce. Megaforce episode four, Stranger Ranger. It's practically the same plot. I know it's with a different lesson. In Stranger Ranger, it was more like, hey, don't impersonate a Power Ranger. Find your own strength. Whereas here, it's more like, 
hey, don't take credit for people's stuff. Yeah, there was definitely that. Also, since you're talking about the lesson, one thing that's really funny about this episode is that Keeper mentors and Shelby's like, yeah, you're right. That's really good advice, but never has to actually do that. Like Keeper says, you should have a conversation with her and tell her how you feel. Right. And it's through the actions of the story that Aaron realizes her mistake. (laughs) Right. So the hard part of this relationship really doesn't ever... Like, if you're a kid and you're like, man, I have that friend, what would I do? Well, who knows? <laughs> yeah, just, just wait, wait it for, out. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> just wait it out. I thought it would have been nice if Shelby actually had a heart-to-heart with Aaron and said, look, I think it sucks that you took credit for all this stuff growing up. And I kind of put up with it, but you pretending to be a Power Ranger, it almost got you killed. <laughs> so, I mean, really, that's the most extreme form of taking credit, I guess, unless you're a hero. Other good things, I thought it was randomly hilarious that Heckle really has a thing for cinnamon. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But he was really pissed off that there was no cinnamon. I think if this episode had aired next month, it would have been pumpkin spice. Oh my god. That would have been awesome. What I liked about this episode is even though it was very fillery, we still get bits of the arsenal progressing and like yes. the story somewhat progressing. We got the Dino X Charger. I think the problem with most people criticizing Dino Supercharge or Dino Charge in general is that it's very fillery and it doesn't really do anything. But you do have elements where it kind of progresses with their weaponry and things like that. So they add new attacks and they add this. And I know when I was a kid, seeing the new powers and stuff like that come around was exciting for me rather than the plot of the episode. I remember the episode by, oh, this is when so-and-so got their battleizer, or this is when this team got their power-up. And at the same time, something to think about is like, what do you expect their lives are like while this is going on? Like, if you put yourself and now going really deep, like, if you put yourself into the situation of Power Rangers, if you're a ranger, your life is going to be like this. It's going to be pretty standard, and you're going to be casually upgrading your armorings, and it's going to be, you destroy monster, try to go back to your normal life. Destroy monster, try to deal with your personal life especially in the next coming episodes they really do that blending well and a lot of people give it crap because oh it's the end of the season and not other seasons did this well this isn't other seasons i don't know if that made any sense at all no you know what kevin you brought up a really great point i do like that the victory maximum finish attack and the dino x charger were introduced in a quote-unquote filler episode because past seasons have done this all the time before it's a seemingly innocuous episode that has nothing to do with the progression of the season but then they introduce a new weapon so yeah it totally has that feel to it yeah instead of cramming it into a big event episode like the next episode which introduces a whole new megazord it was nice that they introduced it into this episode so you can get that progression like you were saying because then with that the dino x charger would have gotten completely overshadowed if we look back to the beginning of dino supercharge we had aqua ranger and the Dino Supercharge mode in the same episode. One kind of felt like it was overpowering the other. Like, I thought the Aqua Ranger thing was a lot more cooler than this powered-up mode that Tyler got. And I was like, oh, yeah, he gets that powered-up mode, and yeah, <laughs> but Aqua Ranger, and you completely push this other thing aside, and next episode will be like, oh, we got this X-Charger, but hey, the Titanozord, and you just completely forget that, oh, they have this, or it's not as special. Yeah, yeah. that's a great point. I liked that they included a Sentai joke, because in the Sentai, it's called Victory Maximum. Ivan was the one to bring it up. And even though Shelby and Kendall were like, no, we're not calling it that, they still called the finishing shot 
Victory Maximum, which I thought was still great. I prefer Victory Maximum. I don't know why, why they would just call it Dino X, because then I get confused with every time they say Dino X, I think they're talking about the Dino Armor X Charger. Yes, their X thing needs to go away. This marks the first time that the Pink Ranger uses the Dino Super Drive Saber without the Red Ranger. So it seems like a trend now in this super season that when it's your focus episode, you get to do the Dino Super Drive, which (laughs) is cool. I'm glad we get to see that transformation with all the suits. One thing that was kind of weird, and it was just a weird mixing the Sentai with American footage. They're in a sewer And there's a tree in the middle of a sewer for some reason. (laughs) There's a lot of fertilizer down there, man. (laughs) True. (laughs) It was weird. Did anybody else get Turbo Flax when they saw her in the giant raft? Oh, yes. I thought that felt familiar. (laughs) Yeah, that that was kind of a nice uh, callback. Yeah, she's in the big pastry dough thing. I mean, he's a chef. He's going to do what he's going to (laughs) do. The only other thing was that we get to see for the first time the Terra Charge Megazord paraformation, which was kind of interesting that they shoved the entire team into the one Megazord. It's like, wait, what happened to the Dino Charge Megazord? (laughs) But it's a nice change of pace because the past few episodes, they've really been relying on the Plesiozord. I agree. I like seeing the change up. It's utilizing the different combinations that they can do because I know with like Dino Thunder, their big thing was switching arms and using different arms and stuff like that. It's cool to see, oh, we have a Megazord and we can throw any arm we want on it to battle the bad guys. So it's using their arsenal and it's using it well. Remember kids to buy Zord Builder Megazords. One more thing that I really liked about this episode, I liked the villain stuff way more than the Ranger stuff this episode. Wrench, I mean, oh he, my got, God. he got a freaking attitude, dude. <laughs> And it was great. I love seeing Wrench pissed off. He was much better than the bumbling mechanic we first saw in the first Dino Charge season. He was just pissed off, and I loved it. I love that even before he got electrocuted, he was like, hey, what are you doing? And you're not going to get away with this. And then when he attacked the Rangers, he was pretty brutal. So I like that Wrench is coming into his own and is able to hold his own against the Rangers. I was just thinking the whole time while that was happening, in this scene especially, he seems like way more useful than Fury has. He was doing a lot more (laughs) against the Rangers than I thought Fury had ever done, or at least that I could remember. I was like, where's this dude been hiding the whole entire time? Yeah, exactly. Kevin? I was going to say, it should be interesting to see how, if this even does progress his character at all, like down the line, because in Kyojuger, he had that thing with the Black Ranger. So it should be interesting to see if he uses this anger more and if it adds on to some hatred for Chase, if there's a story that connects to it or something like that, and how this progresses and ends his character somehow. Well, that's that's another interesting point because, yeah, in Kyoruger, that was that rivalry with the Black Ranger because some of this was original footage. They made it a point to have the Black Ranger face off against Wrench. That would be amazing if they connect more of that footage. Last call. Any other thoughts on this episode before we move on? Wasn't it was as terrible as everybody said. Okay. Yes, yeah, I, agree. I, I was going to say the same thing. I think it's just because the hiatus and this is what you come back on. Yeah, ideally, I think it would be nicer to come back on the episode we're going to talk about next but it's probably just how the scheduling landed i guess but i think that's really what it was everyone was expecting like super dino hype and then they got just kind of a filler episode and they're like "Ugh." yeah i'm with ken on this one this was a very weak comeback episode 
This would have been fine in the middle of the schedule, but to come back from a very long hiatus to 17 this, weeks. It's just, it's just kind of want want. Yeah, 17 week hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you guys. Weak filler episode to come back on. But overall, I dislike that the first half of Dino Supercharge is essentially filler-ish. I think this is all structural, because I don't mind filler episodes, because it's the stuff that I grew to enjoy from Power Rangers. And sure. like when you go back and watch other seasons, some of my fond memories of those seasons aren't even big stories. It's like, oh yeah, I totally remember this episode, because it's kind of like a throwaway episode that you're happy to come back to. So I just recently watched that In Space episode where Andros accidentally steals a car with some people. Yes! And I was yes. like, this is such a goofy funny episode but that story is kind of ridiculous and it completely ends itself in that episode it's totally (laughs) self-contained and some of these episodes are like that I think the problem is really just the structure of how the season is released. I think the only reason that so many people are so upset with the types of episodes we're getting is exactly what you guys were talking about it's just a terrible time to come back to an episode that's just a normal episode. It feels like they're loading the back end. Like the last five episodes are just going to be like all story, all wrapping up loose ends and building up to the finale. And then like the first half of Dino Supercharge has just been like, all right, we'll get to that later. Maybe we'll get, it just depends on how it pays off, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So for you, the listeners of Ranger Command Power Hour, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash rangercommandph for your free audiobook. Next, episode 10, Gone Fishing. So on the lakeside, Shelby, Riley, Chase, Coda, and Riley's brother Matt are enjoying a day of fishing. However, Matt is really annoyed by Riley's competitive nature. Back at the base, Prince Philip gives the other rangers the bad news that the silver energem is not on Earth, as confirmed by his scientist. It is here that the heroes are alerted to a mysterious object entering Earth's atmosphere. Investigating it, Ivan, Tyler, Kendall, Philip, and James learn it's a message from the Silver Ranger explaining that he's off-world at the time and needs their help in finding the Titanozord. However, just as the Silver Ranger was going to reveal its location, Singe destroys the pod, much to Fury's irritation. The Rangers morph and send the villains packing with a combined Dino Saber Slash. Back at the crash ship, Snide allows Singe to use the criminal Hookbeard to get the Titanozord. It is here that Fury reminds them the message was destroyed and no one knows where it is. Singe states that he does out of intuition. Back at the lake, Riley continues to irritate Matt to the point where Matt decides to take a boat out on the lake. Wrench, Fury, and Posandra and Hookbeard attack, and Matt's boat is destroyed, causing him to sink into the lake below. He wakes up in a large metal room. With a quick call and picture sent to Riley, it is discovered that Matt was saved by the Titanozord. Getting in contact with the rangers back at the base, the others go to work. However, Kendall stays behind to create the Titano Charger. Eight rangers morph and do battle with Hookbeard and the rest. Tyler personally fights Fury, who gains the upper hand. In the midst of battle, Keeper arrives and blasts Fury away. After doing so, Keeper uses his staff to remove the water from the lake and save both Matt and the Titanozord. 
Hookbeard is proven to be a powerful adversary, as not even the Super Dino Morpher Blast can stop him. So, the Rangers use the Victory and X-Chargers, destroying him. As Hookbeard and the two spike balls are enlarged, Riley demorphs to save his brother. Kendall arrives on a dinocycle, <laughs> using the completed Titano Charger and 13 Auxiliary Chargers. The Rangers summon the Titanozord, which effortlessly destroys the spike balls. Deciding to end this, the Rangers switch over to the newly formed Titano Charge Megazord, which destroys Hookbeard with the Colossal Crunch attack. Back at the ship, Heckle demands to know how Singe knew the exact location of the Titanozord. Singe tries to dodge the question, causing Heckle to blast him. Before leaving, Singe comments Heckle is nothing compared to his boss. With Singe leaving the planet, Heckle then gives Fury orders to destroy Singe the next time he sees him. After Riley and Matt make up, James leaves the team again, intent on learning the location of Sledge's ship. Okay, this episode was great. <laughs> I agree. Yes, as we all mentioned, this should have been the episode to come back on post-hiatus. Mm -hmm. Good points. I loved the fight that Taylor got to fight alongside all of the auxiliary rangers or the extra rangers. What a great and unique color combination. And it was mostly original footage, which I loved. Anything yeah. to get those suits more screen time is amazing. When he started and he led, I'll call it the Auxiliary Ranger Morph, I got hyped. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Oh, yeah, it's great. I've seen some pretty bad screen caps online. James's face is just ridiculous in some of this stuff, like in the <laughs> background. like He's like, <laughs> and it's like, whoa, dude, calm down. <laughs> but no, the fight was great. When there's that fight earlier in the season where with him and Philip and Kendall, he goes, just goes, Dino Todd. I still crack up every time. His faces are the best. And I don't even think they're intentional. <laughs> I loved that Riley's brother came back. Holy crap, we haven't seen you since Christmas episode. <laughs> Or whatever episode that was. It was great to see him. I liked that we got the Silver Ranger kind of doing the holographic, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi type of thing. <laughs> but I hated his voice. That was just weird. It sounded like a really bad ninja. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am the Silver Ranger. <laughs> oh my god! I don't think his voice is terrible, but tuning it up with Xeno Wing, I don't think it will work for the Xeno Wing touring character later on down the line. I mean, who knows? Maybe it will, but I just can't envision it working for him. For the Silver Ranger, elf, I think it's okay. I kind of wish that Matt just stumbled onto the titano zord and it saved him and kind of bonded with him i mean i know that's not how energems work it's more of like a heroic thing but it would have been cool maybe like as a nod to like the new voltron series the titano chose him that would have been cool mm -hmm. if matt was a ranger and find out that his brother is a power ranger to me that would be a more unique storyline than having another silver ranger from space we're up to like three now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think of that. We're coming right off of, well, two years ago, but still, Super Mega Force, Silver Ranger from Space. Dino Supercharged, Silver Ranger from Space. <laughs> I don't want the Gold Ninja Steel to be from space. It's, it's just a weird trend. So you don't want a space cowboy? <laughs> as much as I would love a Cowboy Bebop reference, uh, no. <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of that Space Cowboys movie with like a bunch of old dudes. So like Clint Eastwood, Tommy Lee Jones. There's your Gold Ranger. And see, I was thinking like some people call me the Space Cowboy. 
I like oh where your head's at tonight, Zach. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I do too. This is this is good. This is good. Hookbeard, really cool design for a monster. Yes. And I like that mm-hmm. he had a fishing pole that could do lightning. <laughs> I want that fishing pole. I, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool that Power Rangers isn't oblivious to technology anymore, and Matt was using his iPhone to take pictures of his surroundings. And yeah, I thought that was a cool reveal. Like, oh man, he's he's in the Titano Charge Megazord. I mean, we all knew it, but it was like, ooh. I laughed when they were all in the Titano Charge Megazord, and Kendall's like looking around, like, wow, this is incredible. Wow, this is amazing. I'm like, oh. yeah, because you haven't been in a Megazord for like <laughs> 10 friggin' episodes. <laughs> See, when that happened, I was like oh, looking God. down at something and then I heard that on like through the speaker or whatever. And I looked up thinking, oh man, this probably looks different. And I was like, wait a minute. This is the <laughs> same thing that we've been seeing all season. But you this know? is what I imagine. I imagine that that's just what we saw. And then maybe from their view, there's like some crazy holographic big screen thing that they've never seen before. So just like from our perspective, we can't see how cool it is, but they're seeing something we can't. But wasn't, wasn't there one shot in an episode where we saw it from their perspective? I thought there was, there was like a brief, like from their perspective, like they were getting their butts kicked. I think it was in Hmm. the Dino Charge finale. Mm-hmm. I, I remember we did I'll have get to go a back shot. and look for that. Yeah. Maybe this one was I, all minority report and stuff. And the other <laughs> one was just a window. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of silly when Shelby's going, wow, this new cockpit's amazing. And it's like, no, it's the same set. You just changed the logo. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say that I am tired of the stand up sets? I miss sitting down and using like a, joystick Console, or yeah. a crystal Amen. or a steering wheel yeah. like i'm so tired of like standing up and slashing around and stuff uh, yeah Me which too. which we got in samurai but megaforce and super megaforce it was a return to like the cockpits and the cool stuff and it worked like i i love that even though that was more sentai footage i do like super modes but I don't like that it's just an excuse to make a generic stand-up Megazord set. Okay, mm-hmm. we had that for Samurai. We had that for Dino Charge now. You can still have cool new modes for a Megazord, but, like, put them in a more interactive or more interesting thing. Ugh, or give us the right. one episode we asked for where they proved that you can't use it outside of the Megazord. Yes, if you're going to give them a really cool battle mode, use it in battle. Like actual <laughs> on-the-ground battle. Uh. How, how cool would it have been if Jaden used Shogun mode more outside of <gasps> the Megazord? Uh. Or use the Super Mega mode in Samurai. Use that outside of the, the Megazord. Or use Dino Super Drive outside of the... Hell, I'll take Dino Drive outside of the Megazord. Just give us something else. Because yeah. they're not... It's not like they aren't shooting original footage for the fights. It would have been cool to see that. The scene right after the pod got destroyed with the five rangers. That would have been cool to use Dino Drive in. But no, we gotta... We have to do this Megazord exclusive stuff. And it only makes me more sad to see what they come up with for Ninja Steel. Yeah, and that's why that's such a waste. Because what they did when they kind of screwed Kendall out of driving her own Zord. It's like, guys, you're filming original cockpit footage. You can do anything. Just don't (laughs) tie it to the Sentai. You can literally do anything. If Shelby can control Megazord, then Kendall can drive her own Zord. Exactly. I would love to see, because all that extra armor and stuff, 
just makes sense. Like, it's already a progression of Dino Steel, which they already use to summon their weapons. So it's already based off of that. So it's like, just make that an even more powerful form of Dino Steel and use it in battle. That would have been a perfect time with Tyler and the Auxiliary Rangers because you're literally fighting every main bad guy (laughs) in that one (laughs) fight. That would have called for an extra armor boost and you know with kendall there maybe she could have said oh guys this fight's really tough like maybe i know we said it's only for the megazord but let's try it outside the combat that would have made this already great episode even better in my opinion i agree i thought it was so random that as much as i love prince philip he's super cool but they made it such a big point just two episodes ago that well i gotta leave you son Cause I gotta find this silver. <laughs> so what? He just went to Xandar and just said, "Hey, Philip, can you get your scientists on this?" <laughs> really? <laughs> can and I he- just say I missed everything up until the opening theme, and when I came back, I was like, "Where did everyone come from? Like, what did I miss?" And I think it was Hassan who was like, "You missed nothing. Like, they're just there." Like, <laughs> I was like, "What?" I don't understand anything. It was so weird. It was weird. And they made it a point at the end of this episode. Oh, well, I have to leave again, son. And like the sad music starts. And it's like, what? whatever, you're going to be back like two episodes from now. Like, come on. <laughs> for what? Well, what do you have to be gone for? Where no, are you going? <laughs> he, he's going to like find Sledge's ship. I know. Shouldn't Kendall be scanning the planet already for that? I mean, exactly. It's where that giant beam comes out of every episode where the monster grows jerks. Just go look where the big (laughs) beam comes out of the woods. Done. (laughs) Next episode. I don't get why they're sending James on these like BS quests when he really should be reconnecting with his son who he hasn't seen in 10 freaking years. (laughs) Maybe they already know he's just a bad dad and it's just going to hurt Tyler. (laughs) So they're like, let's just go send him on these pointless fetch quest oh they're just like God. drawing pictures of a treasure out with crayon like go find this <laughs> he just runs <laughs> off in the woods crayon maps <laughs> yeah <laughs> one major flaw in this episode was when they used all the chargers to summon so stay with me on this there's nine rangers there riley demorphs so he could be with his brother so that leaves eight rangers okay they all whip out their hands so everyone has two hands. That should be 16 chargers, right? But they only show 14. So it's like 10 through 23. There's two people holding extra chargers. If you pay attention, it's like a really dumb, like, logic flaw, you know? Yeah, I get you. Anywho. And it was weird because there was some shots, like, obviously they're taking it from the Sentai footage. But they made it a point that Riley left to take care of his brother. But if you look closely, a couple of the shots show the Green Ranger holding out a charger. And I know it goes by really fast, but I'm a nerd and I paused it and I was like, God <laughs> I did like the multi-ranger morph. Uh, this is the first time in Power Rangers that we have had an eight ranger morphing sequence. Yes. That was awesome. It was awesome to see all of them on screen at the same time. And it was just, I was just like super hyped for like when they all morphed. I was like, yes. And they're all there together. I'm like, yes. There was a lot of grunting going on. (laughs) 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 To add to that, it's really cool to see just the numbers get bigger. 
and inside the Megazord cockpit, too. Like, I was kind of bummed that Riley wasn't in the Megazord. I'm like, oh, we were so close to having nine Rangers in the Megazord cockpit. Like, it just it gets me more excited for when Silver will come. And we're going to have a 10 Ranger more, hopefully. And then all 10 Rangers inside, oh. like, the Ultra Zord cockpit. I'm just, I'm waiting for those moments. It's, it's really stupid because it's just a bunch of people standing next to each other. But <laughs> it's such a cool, exciting moment that I'm, I'm looking forward to. You know what? Those shots make great Facebook covers. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Another thing that was also a first, this episode marks the first in-suit ranger debut that does not take part in any fighting. Mm. Huh, really? According to Ranger Wiki, unless they're completely wrong. but I have no reason to doubt it. I'm surprised. Wait, hold on. In White Light, did they see the White Ranger in part one? And like, did Billy discover him in part one? And then in part two, he came out? Didn't he just like see him through a grate on a table? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to count. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then th- this is one of the few times in which <laughs> a Ranger debut does not take part in any fighting. Also, just- this is its first time since its debut that the Green Ranger does not change into his Dino Superdrive mode. Oh. And this was a little weird, just weird editing thing. Earlier in the episode, James and Phillips's morphing boxes did the Flash animated that everyone else did. But when they did the eight Ranger morphing sequence, theirs were not doing the animated border thing, which was weird. Hmm. Just little things. Any other comments about this episode? What you guys like really liked? What you didn't like? I really liked Riley's jacket. <laughs> That, I was trying to think of which one of these episodes it was, and then I remembered him not being morphed. And that was all. I just really liked his jacket. You know what? The Ranger fashion this season has been really on point. I like that Riley wears a lot of neon green, for whatever reason. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah. That's my good contribution of the day. Nice. I don't know why I found it so funny, but when uh, Hookbeard got destroyed, I love that he yelled, son of a sea biscuit. I thought oh, that my was- God. <laughs> that was... As soon as he said, son of a... I'm like, Power Rangers, what are you doing? And he's like, biscuit. I'm like, nice. I did laugh at the shoe thing. Like, they kept catching the shoes, and at the end, he was like, the biggest catch of the day is a size 14. I, that did get me. I laughed out loud. It's like, okay, you got me, Power Rangers. You got me. That was good. It wasn't Stupid just a... shoe joke. It wasn't just a size 14. It was a 14 wide. Yeah, That's there right. you go. <laughs> Even though it's completely childish, I did like that they ate worms instead of noodles like they thought they were doing. <laughs> and then Coda's just, like, going to town on them. That was great. <laughs> I have for some reason, and this could be just me that laughed. I don't know if you guys have like girlfriends or something like that, but do you ever watch something or like play a video game? You're like, oh man, I hope my wife or girlfriend does not come in here on this part. The part where Coda was fishing with his shirt off in the water and he was holding fish up and he's all wet and they're taking pictures. <laughs> and then like they zoom in like with a big picture of him and like a big still of his abs and everything. I was like, oh man, I hope my wife does not come in here and see. What are you watching right now? There's oh, a actually, naked dude holding fish up. Fun, it's funny you mentioned that because my girlfriend and I were in um, Padoba watching the episode. Wait, Padoba <laughs> so had it on the screen? No, no, we, the, oh. the episode, the episode came out earlier and I downloaded it cause I don't want to wait. I, I, I've already seen next week's episode too. I went to visit her at uh, college and we went to Godoba and we had it on my phone. I'm like, oh, you want to watch the new episode of Power Rangers? And she's like, yeah. So we were watching it inside Godoba. She sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched this with 
Teresa yet, but I know when she sees this episode, that's totally going to be like her Yoshi moment. For sure. (laughs) One thing I did want to mention is I'm not sure how I feel about Riley's character anymore. This is going back to competitive jerk Riley that I just don't like. And he was getting annoying. I mean, he was even annoying his own flesh and blood brother. I'm glad there's at least some continuity with the character now. Because that's the same Riley we saw in like Home Run Coda and uh whatever that one poison water episode was yeah um, i'm horrible with episode names but we're finally getting some continuity with riley it's just the riley that i just really don't like yeah riley's I- been a consistently sort of frustrating and and weaker point of the show which is really a bummer because michael tabor seems really really rad yeah and i liked when michael tabor was Answering questions at Power Morphicon on that panel, he was the most, like, articulate. He had some great answers. So it frustrates me that his character is just so all over the place and annoying. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know Riley has his fans, but I'm... Well, I, I like Riley a lot. Like, I would consider yeah. myself, like, a fan of Riley. I just, every once in a while, they throw in an episode where they're like, Oh, what character should this be? Uh, Riley. Wait, 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 wait. You can't just toss everything that you don't know what to do with on Riley. Make Tyler the competitive one or something this episode, which he would have no reason to because we saw uh, Riley's brother. But I did like that Riley was super pissed off at the enemies and that he led the morphing sequence. Like, oh, yeah, Yeah. you'll pay for this. I was like, yeah, get it. That was awesome. (laughs) I feel like since the the Poison Water episode, Riley should have had some, like, dare I say it, character growth. And he realized every time he was, like, pissing off his brother, he should have had a moment where he kind of comes back and says, oh, crap, I haven't seen my brother in how long? And the one time we're actually hanging out together, I'm, I'm making him angry. So I feel like there could have been a little bit more of that, which would have kind of raised the stakes even more to find him when he gets sucked underwater. So it makes it all the more important to him. Not only do I want to show my brother that I'm not as competitive as I used to be, but I, I really, really, really want to find him and be a better brother with him. See, yeah. it looks like the wow. last episode, the moral kind of fell short. It's like they, they had a moral, the story of don't lie, share with your friends the credit and stuff like that. And they didn't quite get there. And it was the same here. It looked like it was missing that moment where Riley's like, hey, man, I know we don't get to hang out. I'm sorry. You know, I was being so competitive today. But instead, he gets blown up in a boat and you don't have to face those problems as long as disaster strikes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this would have been a cool Tyler and James episode. You could have some resentment from Tyler throughout the season, like that his dad hasn't been around. And then like they're doing this competitive thing and then James gets sucked under. And then Tyler's like, man, I've been ragging on my dad all day. And now he's gotten sucked under. I think, I don't know. I think that would have been like a better character growth kind of dynamic thing for both James and Tyler instead of just throwing Riley into this competitive nature again. Yeah. More of like a father and son fishing trip, which makes more sense most of us can relate to that make it about that that's a great idea would have really tied off this whole tyler should really be pissed off that his dad lied to him for 10 years i just feel that that needs to be addressed and he's just like oh whatever um (laughs) i got daddy i just want to jump back real quick to uh bessie's forever but that super bad pun where he's like, oh, it's a giant problem. <laughs> Get it? I'm like, Tyler, <laughs> shut the hell up. 
<laughs> that was so dumb. I was like, Tyler, you're just uh, not today, Tyler. Come on. Always, Tyler. Always. <laughs> the, the, the next episode, I, I, I won't give anything away for, for you guys, but the next episode is even better with Tyler and his cheesy lines. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, T-Rect became a thing, so... <laughs> oh, that's good. That, I like that. I did like T-Rect, <laughs> but oh, it's a giant problem. <laughs> get it? Like, he actually says, <laughs> get it? And I'm like, and everyone just completely ignores him, which they should at that joke. That was horrible. Isn't that Tyler, though? I love it that. Is. He's just like overexcited. And I feel like he would be that guy that would make jokes and then realize no one was paying attention and like chuckle to himself and move on. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> I, I can see it like that. Yeah. That's to match the Daigo footage from Kiruger, you know, where he gets super excited when he morphs and it's like, whoa. <laughs> and you still see some of that bleed through the Sentai footage. So. Yeah. I mean, it works, but I just thought, I was like, Tyler, come on, man. Like, that was just bad. It doesn't make the pun any better in a vacuum. Yeah. In the beginning of the season, when he first sees a monster grow, not like toward the the (laughs) end game. (laughs) When he's seen it a bunch of times. Yeah. It's a giant size problem. Tyler, how many times have you fought in a Megazord with us? And now you see why they send his dad off on arbitrary fetch quest because he gets it from his dad. Maybe they're just, it runs in the family. They're both just kind of like that. Okay. Now that would be hilarious if James makes a joke and the only one that laughs is Tyler. That would be hilarious to me. <laughs> or if they end up like saying the same bad joke at the same time and being the only ones laughing at it. Or like they both like look at each other and point like, ah! <laughs> Oh my god, that would forgive all the James and Tyler stuff for me if they did something like that. (laughs) I kind of wish that was a running gag now. Like Tyler and James's terrible jokes. (laughs) Any more thoughts before we move on to Ranger Nation answers? Great episode. Yes, yes. And I hope we get more like this. So, in our Ranger Nation's answers question, we asked... What are your thoughts on episodes 9 and 10 of Dino Supercharge? Sean at Snarky Sean said 9 was okay, nothing special. 10 was fun and definitely the better of the two, in my opinion. Tyler Bozetsky at Tyred Boz said, Besties just felt like a lost episode of Barney and Friends. That song. Gone Fishing, on the other hand, was awesome. Love the Judd Lynn structuring and it can only go up from here. <laughs> He's so upset about this song. I love it. Uh, (laughs) Kyle at Deadpool underscore Ranger said, I like both in their own way. Nine was cute and ten was really good. John at the Ageless John said, Episode nine was kind of boring. Episode ten was okay. I like seeing Riley's brother again and seeing Keeper being useful again. Ooh, we didn't even talk about that. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. Keeper just like pops in, does a thing, and pops out again. <laughs> and but he threatens the bad guys again, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He just like threatened them in peace yet again. <laughs> well, he threatened Fury. And Fury was like, yeah, I'm not having any of this. Bye. <laughs> you know, another thing we didn't talk about were the villains. And just I love how they're building that rivalry now between mm-hmm. uh, Sin yeah. and Fury a little bit more. No, that's great. I love that there's eventually going to be this whoever Sinja's boss is and Heckle. They're really pairing off the bad guys. And 
I have to say, again, I really like the bad guys in Diamond Charge. I almost like their story a little bit better, if not the same as the Rangers. They have really strong enemy characters this season. Mm-hmm. I agree. Jin Nguyen at Mini Moon 13 2002. 9 and 10 were great as always. 9 is Shelby's focus episode. We get to learn more about her. And in 10, we finally get to Silver Arc. Power Ranger Talk at Power Ranger Talk said both solid episodes could be better. Sure. 10 was great in my opinion. Good intro to the Titanozord. Plus, Keeper did more than blink. <laughs> <laughs> But Keeper still just randomly pops up. Like, he still does that little thing here out of nowhere. Even Tyler was like, whoa, Keeper. (laughs) Which I thought was hilarious. That's another episode I need. Like, there's two episodes I need, and one of them is, what is Keeper doing when he's gone? Like, a whole episode. I don't care. Kind of like the Tensu episode in Super Mega Force. (laughs) Yeah, just like that. Exactly. I would love an original episode, (laughs) Keeper's Day Off or something. Or like... Keeper's Day Out, like Baby's Day Day Out. (laughs) No, Keeper's Day, like Data's Day. That that one Star Trek episode, yeah. You just have him walking around the city, and then like in the background you see the Rangers fighting. He's just walking (laughs) around doing whatever, smelling flowers, and there's a Megazord fight going on behind him. I'd like if at one point he stops and turns and sees that going on and goes, Well, I'm not getting involved with that (laughs) <laughs> bye <laughs> be awesome okay rj sills uchi abaro 77 at anime redneck 96 i'm sorry if i butchered that said they're great that thing happened then that other thing they were fishing i haven't seen the episodes hulu <laughs> <laughs> i do miss the days that hulu had power rangers like the next day yeah <laughs> <laughs> I want Hulu. I want to watch it legally. Vince Ariola at Bryce Packard says, Nine was enjoyable. Shelby's friend reminded me of people I know. LOL. Always taking credit for things. Winky face, haven't seen ten. <laughs> I think we all kind of know an Aaron. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so we went on Facebook now with Emmanuel Cobian says, Only saw nine. Meh. Hope Dino Charge speeds up. Charlie Niemeyer Episode nin. Uh, okay. Episode nin nin nin. Charlie Niemeyer. Episode nine wasn't bad for a filler episode. And then running from the monster at the beginning was pretty funny. Episode 10 was cool, but full of coincidences. The pod entering the atmosphere just as Kendall asked where on earth the silver energem is. The others just happened to be fishing in the same lake that the Titanozord is in. The similarities in taste and texture of worms and noodles, etc. Also, isn't it amazing that Philip and Tyler's dad just happened to show up when all of this is going down? At least there is some progressions to Sinja's subplot. (laughs) Yeah, this was really an episode of convenience, but it was freaking awesome in the execution. (laughs) Um, Hey, where's the Titanozord? I don't know. Check that one lake we haven't been, you know, looking into. (laughs) And when the water came out of the lake, I was like, I'm pretty sure that some boat would at least run into his head or something like that. It didn't look that deep. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wonder what happened to all those fish when he <laughs> sucked up the water. Keeper really has a problem with that. He's got to stop just killing, killing like, tons of species. living things at yeah. once. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. It reminds me of the Simpsons movie when they go fishing with dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Keeper, you're not supposed to go fishing by draining the lake. I thought it would be easier this way. <laughs> 
I did think that was a cute sequence when they're trying to get away from Aaron as the monster attacks and, you know, Ivan's kind of like, oh, telly ho, friends, and that was great. Ivan's the best. I love uh, his delivery and every, oh every my God, yeah. are just wonderful. The, the one where he's in the sewer and he's like, oh, this smells like the king's outhouse. <laughs> was just like, oh my God. He has, he literally has it, the it, best lines. Yeah. If nobody does this by the end of Dino Supercharge, I'm going to create a video just compiling all of <laughs> Ivan's best lines into <laughs> one YouTube video because he deserves it. I'd watch that like once a day. Do kids even know what an outhouse is anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, Jeremy Walker said Epitode? Uh, Epitode. Epitode. <laughs> Episode 10 seems like things are headed in the right direction. There are still some pretty boneheaded writing choices going on, though. <laughs> Juan Carlos Sanchez said, So far, I have liked the whole season. 9 and 10 have been good. Craig Wyatt says, I'm digging the new episodes. And finally, Tommy Brevard said, solid episodes. I enjoyed them. Excellent. Thank you for all who participated in our Ranger Nation Answers segment. Now we are moving on to questions from Ranger Nation. You can ask us a question at ask.fm slash rangercommandph. And I'm glad we have more than three people because... I'm curious to hear what some of your answers will be. So an anonymous person asked, if you had the opportunity to create a spinoff of Power Rangers, who would it focus on and what would be the story? Prince Philip and what the hell he's doing. (laughs) But he's not with the Rangers. You know what? I would love a Dallas season and it's just called Xandar and it's based <laughs> off Dallas and it's just Prince Philip and all of his courtly whatever's going on. That would be great. That's a I'd good like one, just, Kevin. Just like, or just an episode, you know, like yeah. a day in the life in Xandar. I want to know what's going on in Xandar where they have so much money. They have like their own team of scientists and he can give away all this money to help Amber Beach. And What is this kingdom? What is their export? What is their main export? What are they doing over there? Uh, dynamite, because they excavated that quarry really well. <laughs> Dinosaur bones. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of packy skulls. I think this has been mentioned a bunch of times, but I really, 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 really do want that Kendall, Ivan, and Coda sitcom. Yes. Like, I really think that would be genuinely fantastic. <laughs> oh, the one someone made an opening for us? Yeah, I friends. think, yeah, didn't. Yeah. yeah, didn't somebody actually like go so far as to make an opening? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. it's just fantastic. When I talked to to Claire and, and Davi, I said my favorite interactions on the show are when Kendall and Ivan are are just like either I don't know when Kendall's frustrated with Ivan or just anything. Anytime they're interacting, it's fantastic. Oh, cool! What did they say? Did they like that? Yeah, I mean, they chuckled. <laughs> I thought it was funny, I guess. I'm sure I wasn't the only person who mentioned it. Zach, do you have a cool spinoff idea? It's not Dino Charge related. It doesn't but have I, to be. I just really want a police procedural with SPD. Yes. Uh, do it. <laughs> I, I want, like, the C-Squad. That, or just, like, even oh, yeah. the Rangers that don't have the powers anymore. Just Law and Order, New Tech edition. <laughs> like... <laughs> I would like a series that, well, it's kind of moot since every ranger ever showed up in Super Mega Force, so they somehow all got their powers back. Mm-hmm. But I think it would have been cool, like maybe pre-Super Mega Force, let's catch up with what the non-powered people are doing. How are they living their lives? And 
You could do an anthology series. Why not? That would be awesome. That was one of the greatest things like about Super Mega Force, even though the cameos were super small. It's great that Carter and Dana are still part of Lightspeed Rescue and they're still saving people. I love that somehow maybe there's an evil streak (laughs) in Corone flashing to Astronema. Does that mean something? That would be cool. And I think it would be cool if Rangers that lost their powers, maybe they're bummed that they're not rangers but decide to do something about it and like form their own unpowered team that might be cool that'd be that would be pretty cool ken what about you i have two and the first one would be anything with miss morgan there hasn't been anything we don't know what her backstory is at all so just anything like a spinoff showing what she does or what she's about or anything she's still kind of a mystery to me so i know eventually we'll probably get like episode about her backstory or something but i just want to know why is she there how did she get there why are they you know she's putting together a museum now she's looking for inner gems and now she's a ranger so i think something like that but for me and my eight-year-old lizard brain it always bugged me that we never got and for trini and zach you know jason came back kimberly came back so we kind of knew what they were doing but zach and trini kind of just fell off the face of the earth and so reading pink issue number two kind of like brought that up i was like i would really like to know what these two rangers like you know from the original team were doing that whole entire time that they were gone and never came back that's why i love pink so much oh it's so good where is issue three where the hell is that? Maybe they're like, because uh, we just got the annual and then, and like then a week later came out. Yeah. I thought it was October. I could be wrong though. Uh, I don't want to wait too October. far. Yeah. That, ugh. I need it in September and I need it now. I'm really enjoying the pink series. Number two, the Zack and Trini stuff hit my nostalgia nerve completely. Oh, so hard. Uh, my yeah. eight-year-old brain was just like, finally, yes. <laughs> finally. Where's Jason? And they're like, oh, he's doing something else. I'm like, We're going to get that. All right. This is nice. (laughs) More grunting again. I like stuff. (laughs) Power Rangers. I think think when Jason comes back, like they do his own spinoff, I'm going to read it in fake Jason voice. The whole thing. Just his voice. Fake Jason. (laughs) I've been doing my own thing. I'm doing stuff on the side. Now, is 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 fake Jason voice better or worse than fake Tommy voice? It's better. (laughs) Yeah. At least they try. No way. No way. No way. (laughs) (laughs) They grabbed a janitor and said, hey, could you do this real quick? Yeah, sure. No way. And that was it. (laughs) At least with Jason, someone was like, okay, I can try to sound like him. Well, no, like the guy they got to dub the no way line is the narrator. Previously on Power Rangers. <laughs> oh, God. And that's the best he could do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, you guys aren't paying me enough to like sit, switch my voice. I'm always <laughs> doing the narrator voice, and that is it. Yeah. Tight budgets, guys. Going back to Pink Ranger real quick, I'm looking on Ranger Board. I like how we have covers up to Pink Ranger issue six. Yeah! But, what the hell? <laughs> but we don't have any announcements. According to this, Pink Ranger 5 was supposed to be out in September, and Pink Ranger 6 was supposed to be out in October. That but that could be an error for all I know. My God, get it together, Boom Studio. Well, they have it together. Like, these comics are awesome. But the comics are the best thing Ranger-wise this year, totally. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, did anybody get issue six today? Yes. Oh, I did, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah, so I haven't gotten it yet. I got the Blue Ranger cover. I got the villain cover with Babu. I and, love that. Oh, it's so great. But I think the main cover is freaking gorgeous. I Dude, want a poster I, of that. 
Those main covers in general mm-hmm. are just outstanding. But this one totally made me not envy the variants at all. I saw the main cover and I was like, I don't care about the variants. This one's just the one I want. This one's the prettiest one. <laughs> I know Acme Archives is starting to do lithographs of some of these covers. So hopefully they do more of them. I just thought of something. What's that? Can the SPD procedural star Sophie? Uh, yes. yes. Why not? Because I would, I would love that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be and super like great. Sam, but like growing up a little bit more. Yes. Like where he's kind of a teen, maybe freshman going into the academy. Yeah, yeah. That'd be sweet. That'd be cool. Cool stuff. Nova Ranger is mentor, drill sergeant. I would like to have more older Rangers, for sure. I like Daggeron. He was cool. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Can we get a yes. like, can we get a legit action figure for him, please? Yes. Hopefully that Bandai line fills in that uh <laughs> that request. I swear to God, if they do legacy figures for like everyone but him, I'm just gonna break <laughs> everything. <laughs> They'll do everything. Both Korat. They'll do the White Mystic Ranger. They'll do the Ancient Mystic modes, but they won't oh do Solaris Knights. <laughs> That would be so awful. <laughs> At least we'd get new Donna out of it. Like, that would yeah, be pretty sweet. Yeah. An even bigger tragedy would be if they don't include the capes in some fashion. Oh. I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just ruined Doug's night. I'm sorry, Doug. No, it's fine. You've heard this. It's, yeah. Oh, God. Isn't that like one of the first things I said about this was like, if they get to Mystic... Well, first off, I said, they're not going to make it to Mystic Force. It's going to be the last one they do, and they're just going to stop and be like, oh, I think we're done. And then <laughs> if they do get to it, they're going to forget the capes, and I'm just going to be so... I'm going to break. <laughs> as long so as bad. you can put the capes on other figures, because I want that sweet 2010 <laughs> promo MMPR art. I want to put like capes on my MMPR <laughs> figures. Oh, Why did they do that? That was so weird. Someone at Disney was like, throw capes on it. They're superheroes, my <laughs> God. <laughs> hey, I'm down with that uh, that approach. Throw some capes on it. Hashtag throw some capes on it. <laughs> New rap song. Throw some capes on it. <laughs> I think I'm the only one who's optimistic about the legacy line that it will be completed. I think part of it's just because I want it to be completed more than anything. That's your hopes and dreams, buddy, fueling that one, because I've been saying this forever. There's no way that they can guarantee they're going to do all those figures because, you know, the reason why, like, they went to that smaller scale back, you know, some time ago, the economy crashed. There's so many, like, economic forces that can force them to change materials or not use the same amount of materials or change the cost of materials to complete this line it's going to take years on down the line toy trends change so all of a sudden out of nowhere no one gives a crap about 20 dollar figures with build a figure and they're going to abandon the line i just i'm like super sketched out i know i'm a jerk guys i'm a jerk <laughs> ken <laughs> i know I just, and that's all not, like, all me and my friends talk about. They're like, man, I should get all these figures. And I'm like, yeah, good luck though. Like, if just, I'm afraid I'm going to have, I'm afraid of holes and gaps in my collection. I'm just, no, there's no way. Because I mean, if you think about it, 2000, when did they change the, uh, that was like with the Go Kaiger or the Super Mega Force figures, like the scale changed all of a sudden. Yeah, it, it went ago? it went back to five inch because yeah. before Samurai they were still five inch. But yeah, then, there's no way. There's no way. No, oh, Ken, come on. I know, I know. <laughs> but I would be totally down if they wanted to make Toys R Us exclusives and sell the entire team, like one team, and a box at Toys R Us. Well, I would it. totally do that. Like scope it like that. immediately. 
I would be down with that because then we're not waiting until the year SPD actually happens to get all these <laughs> figures. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Of course, that's my worry, that the sales are going to peter out. You're going to have teams, maybe that's not the best, like Overdrive, and people are going to be like, oh, I don't want Overdrive figure. But I really want to collect every single Ranger. And if you think about it, I did that t-shirt, and it's 136 heroes, at least up to Dino Charge. That's 136 legacy figures if they do every Ranger. Yes, please. But then <laughs> combine that, like, okay. But then times that by 20. That's like I, two over $2,000. Don't. Get your numbers <laughs> out of here. I don't how need many your years numbers. Is that, though? How many years would that be? Like, if they're releasing how many figures a year? What, like 12? Are they releasing 12? Yeah, okay, but, but are they doing much by- happiness will that be? A lot oh, immeasurable. <laughs> yeah, immeasurable <laughs> happiness. But I, I run in so dollars they- and time. <laughs> so if they do the 136 heroes and they do 15 figures a year like they have planned, it'll take nine years to complete this. Awesome. <laughs> so it will be 2025. <laughs> we'll all be dead. <laughs> no! Oh, Put those <laughs> put those in your in your treasured coffin and you're still in there with it. No. Ranger will happily slumber for all eternity with these figures. <laughs> I won't have an actual casket because I won't be able to afford it because of these figures. You could build the casket out of the figures. <laughs> Just melt what? down all the unfinished legacy figures. No. Like you have like half the teams down, you melt them down, you make a casket for me, you dump all the ranger keys in and say, Well, it was a good run. <laughs> no, no, they should have a build a casket feature. So, like, you buy oh, a figure. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> We're done with like <laughs> casket stuff. We're moving on. <laughs> no, wait. What casket? Like, the legacy figure box and, like, the slip cover and all that. <laughs> <laughs> just slide it over me, buddy. I'm in the ground. It's over. You mean for, like, the wake and it's just, like, you're in the clear packaging and then, okay, show's over. And it's like, boom. On the package, they, it says they the name like, of the cemetery like, exclusive. Oh, God. We're, <laughs> Rose Hill Cemetery I'm exclusive. <laughs> we're, we're all going to hell at this point. <laughs> all right, guys. But, but, all right, but real quick with the figures, one yeah. more thing. I think it'll be a good testing ground once they get past like some of the nostalgia stuff of MMPR and Zeo. How does Time Force and, say, Mystic Force hold on their own? Do they sell well without a nostalgic figure being in the line with them? So I think it'd be a kind of a true test from like a marketing sales perspective of how much legwork work do they have to do without you know mmpr pushing it yeah i would love love to hear those conversations or see that big whiteboard where they're trying to figure out like what's the release order i just want to be a fly on the wall at like Mm -hmm. the saban brand and bandai america meetings i just want to have like a little spy drone and go (laughs) because because that because that type of stuff like what they say in these meetings has to be completely fascinating to us like I want to know the process. And I know this is Greg at Bandai's baby. These legacy figures are because of him. That's why I want to support this release so much, because I just want Rangers for the next 10 years. If that math works out, just do it. And this is where the weirdo in me goes, okay, now they release those legacy figures like of current teams do they just keep going or is there going to be like a definitive stopping point yeah i wonder i would love it if in a way to keep it current like let's say starting with ninja steel maybe they release the current team along with a legacy team that's maybe how they tie the marketing in legacy dino charge figures all 10 rangers that would be amazing oh yeah 
Those figures are expensive, though. And they didn't make mm-hmm. all of them. They didn't make all of them. Yeah. And then, do we have male purple ranger? Ooh. Do we have Albert? Yes. I yes. Like the answer's that. yes. <laughs> all of it. Yes. Yes. Somewhere Bandai's like rubbing their hands together like, yes, yes, yes. $20 extra. Yes. <laughs> They're like, we've got them for the next 20 years. And I mean, at Power Morphicon, they were talking about throwing villains into the mix. Ah, Legacy Goldar. I hope if they do that, it does not affect the Rangers. I just want the Rangers out first. I could care less about Legacy villains. I would rather them focus on the Rangers and villains as a separate line or not in the case assortment. Would you be okay if it was instead of build a Zord, it was build a villain? Yes, please. That'd be good. I like that idea, but then we would have the random Ninja Storm Zord and like not a bunch of other ones. That would drive me crazy, too. If they tackle it like they did with Ninja Storm, you have three the three main rangers come out with the Megazord, and the other three rangers could come with the villain. Oh. Like, think about a Build-A-Lothar. Build a that would be awesome. The only problem I see with that is you run into teams where, like, Lost Galaxy, well, they only had one extra member. So, yeah. like, how do you tackle a villain for that? Like, would you do a villain figure or something like that? That's, that's yeah. the only problem I foresee just with the fact that they've already started doing the, the Megazord build of figures. Well, if we're really taking it, like, the Marvel Legends line, Marvel Legends has done multi-packs. So, it would be cool to see, like, a Lord Zed and Rita two-pack. Oh, that'd be cool. Do something like, and this is just throwing it out there, do, like, the Jungle Master Mode Rangers, like, maybe later down the line, do, like, the powered-up forms, and you buy the powered-up forms, and they build a villain. Maybe do a Legacy Battleizer for each season. Oh, God, please. (laughs) I want that more than anything. I want Legacy Battlefong. That's all I'm saying. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop? Is that what just happened? That was a legacy mic drop. I'm I'm ending the mic drop on Battlethong. I want to thank you guys so much uh, for coming on the show at such short notice. Kevin, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at ZeoRed93. Awesome. Doug, where can people find you online? You can also find me on Twitter at DougWatchin. Ken? You can find me at the Ken Glenn on Twitter, and that is K-E-N-N-G-L-E-N-N. I'm going to be difficult, yes. And I guess the only other thing to plug is I have a really weird, awful cartoon that I do sometimes with my friends, and it's called Grimula uh, True Rap Stories, and you can find that on YouTube. Awesome. Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We are on Twitter at Ranger Command PH, on Instagram and Facebook as Ranger Command Power Hour, all one word. And then again, you can ask us a question at ask.fm slash Ranger Command PH. And until next time, catch you on the Morphin Grid. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. This is Trucky B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and you are listening to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. 
Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks 